Nick. Hello. Greg. Hello. All right, that was excessively fruity. Thank you. That was very fruity. <laughs> that was what fruity I'm here pebbles. For. That is what I'm Bonnie. here for. Bonnie. Bonnie, my pebbles. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Under the Bridge. Hey, week whatever. Hello. I, I yeah. lost count at this point. Yeah, who cares? It only matters once we hit, like, something huge. 50. I think but we're we episode do. 8. Maybe episode 8. Yeah, who knows? This is this is the Nick Cage. This is the Nick Cage episode. Yeah. That's fair. Welcome to Nicholas Cage Week, everybody. <laughs> not the bees. Not the bees. We'll oh get to God. it though. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the know. meantime, let's start with a bit of news that is a week old, and it's the kind of news that I'm already sick of having to bring up, but it just keeps on giving. Ezra Miller has been arrested again. Oh boy. <laughs> what did he do oh, this time? Oh wow. What did they what do a this shock time? To nobody. I'm sure they've probably been released by this point, but oh they were arrested on account of second-degree assault for throwing a chair at somebody. Alright, so he's been watching a lot of retro WWE, then, is what I get take from that. <sighs> that was a bad joke. And Ezra comes in with a chair! Oh! And the, body's... <laughs> and the Flash comes in with the lightning chair! Sorry. <laughs> but wait, wait, who's that? It's Warner Brothers! It's Warner Brothers, everybody! Oh, they're coming to get him now! Oh! It's the Sit Force! Watch out, watch out, watch out! Oh no! <laughs> this uh, is probably not a kosher thing to be joking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is funny. And, uh, Fair. Uh, especially because I'm pretty sure Warner Brothers is either still having or just wrapped up their CinemaCon presentation at the time that we're recording this. Oh boy. So, <laughs> so. I guess next week we'll see if there's any updates on who's playing The Flash after this, because if it's still Miller... <laughs> As I say, I imagine Ezra's uh, agent was like, all right, Ezra, you know, they finished, all the lawyers are good, so we're in the clear now, literally five hours later, he's like, god damn it, Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Hypothetically, say they recast Ezra Miller, who is your guys' take for a good flash? (sighs) I can't really narrow anyone down to that, in all honesty, just because I'm not... Outside of, like, movies and, like, old Saturday morning cartoons, I'm not super familiar with The Flash. Jim Parsons. Tim Parsons. You know what? For lack of a Barry to think of, and if Warner Brothers really wants to lean into this whole multiverse, we don't need to make anything match up crap, Chris Pine as Jay Garrick. Ooh, that would be actually awesome to have a Jay Garrick movie. And I know he's Steve Trevor already, but shut up. <laughs> Who cares? I know this wouldn't necessarily be super kosher since he's involved. <laughs> in what? 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 I just thought Clint Eastwood for Jake Garrick. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, go on, Greg. I I know this isn't super okay since he already does like things for Marvel, but I could I could honestly see Charlie Cox huh. being being Flash. I, I really guess. couldn't. I couldn't. Also, I don't see it. who cares about DC and Marvel? Not only do actors cross over all the time, but I literally just suggested Wonder Woman's boyfriend should play Jay Garrick. <laughs> Forget Marvel fair. DC cross. I just did DC DC cross. <laughs> uh, let's just axe the um, the Flash movie and just get a, a Justice Justice Society of America movie. Oh, they they're making that, but they're calling it Black Adam for some reason. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. God. I forgot about that. <sighs> but yeah, no. So, I guess we'll find out what's going on with The Flash later. I guess we'll find out what's going on with most of DC later. Yeah. Next bit of news, 
we now have a title for the 10th Fast and Furious movie, which has begun production. Uh, sorry. <laughs> they have continued their dedication to not having a consistent naming scheme, because, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting Fast X. Fast X! I or hate maybe it's this. Fast 10? It's supposed to be Fast I hate this so much. I'm the resident car guy, and I hate this so much. Like, <laughs> this series should have died with Paul Walker. I know that's not a good way of wording that, but I do not care. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. I, I mean, yes, it's Fast at 10, Fast X, whatever. Honestly, if somebody doesn't make a, like, for the marketing, if they don't come up with Fast X or seatbelts, I will be disappointed. Because it's one of those things where it's like, it's right there. It's like, it's three feet in front of you. <laughs> but I would also hope that hopefully someone there is smarter than to go with that easy grab. What are they even oh, no, doing now? Easy. Like, what, like they've already know. gone to the moon. Like, what are they doing now? They didn't Please go to the moon. Please don't remind me of they that. They went into orbit. <laughs> I don't they know. could well, very well go to the moon. I mean, they, yeah, they launched a, a Pontiac Fiero into low Earth orbit. I low gravity theory. racing. I want this series to die. Would Bomb, Nitra a- still work on the moon? What? <laughs> Would Nitra still work on the moon? No, because it requires oxygen. Guys, 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 guys. I've got the plot of Fast X, okay? Uh, if the- you say dinosaurs, I swear to God. <laughs> no, that's Fast 11, so... <laughs> We've done this joke. I mean, if they're going to do space, time travel is no, now no, no, on no, the table. No, 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 get, no. Getcha, 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 getcha. Okay? A group of aliens come. From a distant galaxy. You lost and me. There's no, they're speed demons, okay? And they, 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 they're, um, <laughs> they, they're, they're, uh, their spaceships look surprisingly like a, a, a GT Charger. So, so, uh... Dom is, uh, Dom and the crew are re- uh, recruited from the United States government to represent all of Earth and in the international space race. To like you know, sec- basically they challenged Earth to a to a race from the moon to Mars, and the loser, you know, um, if Earth loses, then they invade. And Dom goes, "It's all about the family and the future." And then he goes and races on like using a futuristic like GT Mustang or something. Wait, you know, <laughs> um, you know what, you know what, Universal I, I can see also that. I hate that so much, but I can see what? that. <laughs> Picture this, right? If we're going with the time travel angle. <laughs> Picture this. Fast to the future. <laughs> no! That is not allowed! No, no. <laughs> Don't you dare! Don't you put that evil on Ricky Bobby! <laughs> Dom gets a DeLorean, and he, he's gonna go back into time to steal, like, artifacts to make money so he can, you know, for the family. And, uh... No, there... There will not be a Fast and Furious with the legendary drug no. car. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. He's going to go back in time and chariot race. We're going to chariot racing, y'all. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna reenact Ben-Hur, but it's Dom. <laughs> it's <laughs> So, Fast and ben hur <laughs> I did it for my family. I am not uh. the emperor. I did it for my family. This is terrible. This is this all is ter- terrible, and I'm so glad. <laughs> it's like we do Spartacus again. It's like, I am Spartacus, or I am Sparkticus. Oh, that's Spark awful. I, I hate I hate Fast this. Fast and the Sparturious? 
no, 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 no. Okay, so we go back to the Trojan War, and instead of like, instead of like the Trojan horse, it's just a, it's just a GT Mustang with a horse on top of it that they ram into the complex. <laughs> no, so if that happened, what would happen at that point is that Stellantis, which is the company that owns, amongst other brands, Jeep and Ram, mm-hmm. oh. um, would just throw all the money at that and like, no, nah, it's, it's going to be the Trojan horse, but with Jeep and Ram branding. Oh my <laughs> god, no, 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 they go back in time to the Viking era and they use a battering Ram and it's literally a Dodge Ram. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Where in time is Dominic Toretto? Uh, <laughs> the annoying thing is that these are all things I can see Universal trying Fast to do. Fast 11, where in the world is Dom, Dom Toretto? <laughs> where in the world is Dominic Toretto? Make a deal with Paramount. Have him race Sonic. Oh. oh. Wow, that actually... Wow, that's... I'm surprised. I could see that. I'm surprised that hasn't been thought of. Sonic faster. Team. It, oh, I'm no, sure guys, guys, it. it's just a question of guys. Money. It's the Sonic Team yeah. Racing movie starring Dom. I'm so sorry, Dominic Toretto. I didn't keep saying it's that. Sonic and All Stars Racing starring starring <laughs> Dominic Toretto and Danica Patrick. You know what? I think we've tortured Greg enough with this idea. Let's move I on. Let's so move much. on. I'm sorry. I was having too much fun with the idea. Let's move on to something that's going to torture us instead. Oh, God. <laughs> we got an update on the Dungeons & Dragons movie, which is apparently still happening. It is going to come out March 3rd, 2023, and it has been titled Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. I saw. Yeah, that's, uh... Mm. I'm kind of curious about this one. I- ironically, uh, going back to Chris Pines, I think he's starring in this. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Wasn't there a Dungeons and Dragons movie a few there years was ago? One, we don't talk about it. There was one that came out oh, in okay. 2000 that's absolutely god-awful. <laughs> don't talk about it? Yeah. Wasn't there one in the... Tur- or is that, was that a World of Warcraft That was a Warcraft movie. movie. That was a Warcraft movie. Oh, okay. Never mind. I don't know. I think there was um, another Dungeons and Dragons movie, though, in, like, the mid-2000s? I, d- I don't know. I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I think with D&D becoming more of a... not Less of, like, a, you know basement nerd thing and more of like a you know a, a nerd thing but still a, it's still a nerd thing but it's more accepted culturally it's not a you have to hide that you do it oh. to not get beaten up yeah critical role made it cool or or <laughs> or hide that you do it so that your parents don't think you worship demons yeah yeah it's a lot less thank god that's it's over. a lot more um it's a lot more like uh you know mainstream, mainstream. so uh, hopefully and i think some of the writers even because the article that i read i think that they like kind of know their shit with the lore so I mean, I'm not one, you know, D&D is not, like, a thing where I know every single piece of lore ever written for it. If they just oh, make yeah, a fun, if they make a fun adventure movie uh, set in the world of Faerun, you know, I'm, I'll am i be happy. You know, just, well, yeah, that's all I care about. Honestly, I kind of hope, if you're going to make a Dungeons and Dragons movie, make it a thing where it's actually people playing the game and don't don't have them get sucked in like in you know the tv show i like our idea better anything <laughs> yeah but no have it be have it be one of those things where it's still got all the you still got the movie stars and all the epic action scenes and stuff it just also repeatedly cuts back to just a bunch of people just sitting around <laughs> So, See, I would be for that, but I'd be curious about how they do the casting for everyone. Would it be like oh, the movie stars are playing, but they insert themselves, or... I have no clue. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's the thing that sets Dungeons & Dragons, the fact that it's a it's a role-playing game. 
mm-hmm. with actual pen and paper instead of a video game, apart from any other insert generic fantasy movie here. Can I um can mm-hmm. I can I make a point real quick? Yeah. So the way that it looks like it's going to be written, just some a little bit more insight. I've been following this movie a little bit closely because obviously I'm a I, I play D and D. I've been playing D and D for like eleven years, and I like to see a good movie come out of it. Just so you guys know, like, um, I don't know if you know the cast, Cody, but I'll, I'll go ahead and let Greg know about it. Mm. So, Chris Pine is starring in it. I'm assuming he's going to be the lead. Michelle Rodriguez is also in it. Okay, that tracks. Yeah, yeah that does, that she, tracks. <laughs> probably the token thief, I would assume, just based on how oh, they're yeah. going to write her character. Uh, yeah, well, that sounds... <laughs> I mean, well, I also want to make clear, I'm not being, like, sarcastic or anything. Michelle Rodriguez is actually kind of a huge fucking nerd. <laughs> And she's, you know, known for playing strong women, so, you know, uh, yeah. I, I I know what kind of character they're writing for her. She's ty- kind of typecast in that. Right, right. Somebody who I don't know, who I guess did something in Netflix, you know, uh, called Bridgerton, uh, his name is Reggae Jean Page. Some kid named Justice Smith, who, I, I think he was in Jurassic World. Sophia Lillis. Oh, was it? Hmm? I think Justice Smith was uh, Detective Pikachu. Yes, yes, he was, he was. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. Yeah. Sophia Lillis, who he's... is Beverly from the It remakes. And the most interesting one is Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh Grant? Yeah! <laughs> Why? He's gotta be the dungeon master. I, I would assume he's either the dungeon master or the wizard. Or he's a dragon. <laughs> or he's the dragon, yeah. Which which one do you think would be the antagonist? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh Grant. Yeah, I was gonna say, okay, so it's like he's either the DM or the antagonist. Or both. <laughs> Or Those both. two things are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> also, some other important information to also, um, while we're talking about the D&D movie, the story is written by Chris McKay, who is a comedy writer. Uh, he uh, he did a lot of Robot Chicken and moral oral writing. He also did the Lego Batman mm. movie. Mm. And what I think this movie, he also, uh, I think he was attached to Game Night, I want to say. That one movie. I, oh, Game Night was good. I had a good time with that. Actually, I maybe that maybe oh, no. I think I had a good time with that. Okay, so I think he's a kind of a new writer. Um, and a, um, Yeah, he's writing the story for this one. He's not directing it. But he, he's probably going to add some sort of humor to it. It's directed by Jonathan Goldstein, who did... Uh, you know, he he got co-writer credits for Homecoming. Mm. He He's done a couple... I, I, he does a lot of comedy work. So I'm assuming they're going to give it a comedic kind of twist to it. Yeah, he was the director for Game Night, so the game, yeah, this is gonna. I'm assuming it's gonna have a Game Night feel to it. Maybe an e- neat. Maybe it's like an isekai, like they're like you know a group of people playing D D and D, and they get like you know trapped in the book, and they have to find a way out, and com- you know hijinks ensues. So Jumanji, but with a lot more stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, because it's like it's not just in the game. We have to have papers and pens and rolls and shit. I mean, I would hope it would go to comedy angle just because D and D as a game. I, I don't know if people like try to take it super seriously all the time, but by the very nature of it, I feel like it's impossible to. Mm. Like the the game is like made for shenanigans. It is. Yeah. So. I, I would be shocked if they tried to make a serious, like, Ooh. D&D movie. I don't think that would work. I mean, based on who they have, like, writing and directing the movie, they're, they're comedy duos, so... It's gonna be kind yeah. of a comedy-based movie, I feel. Okay. I, I feel like Game Night's a good base for it. I, I kind of feel like that's the right the way they're gonna go, because Game Night did really well, and it kind of had, you know... It has, a, it, it has an in from there. I think that I, I can see them doing it with that. 
that being said, you know, uh, that's all I really have that I know about the movie coming out. Okay. All right. Sounds interesting. Sounds like it's got a good, I guess, base. I don't know. Um, you're more into it than I am, but I definitely am interested in seeing how it turns out. Give me a trailer. Yeah, let's see a trailer. Yeah, same. Okay, move on, because we talked about that movie way too long. <laughs> um. Hey, between D&D and me being tortured with Fast and Furious, uh... We're off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's next? Doctor Strange 1978 is now available on Blu-ray, thanks to Shout Factory. And I pre-ordered it, and it already came in. <laughs> Why? Because I am now in the stage where I am updating most of the DVDs in my comic book movie collection to Blu-rays. Oh, I am so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, um, I've never actually watched Doctor Strange 78. You know the funny thing? I've had it on DVD for the longest time, and I haven't watched it either. So that's why on the next rotation after this upcoming one for movie night, I'm adding it. Mm. Ooh, okay. okay. I would be interested to watch it. Yeah. I mean... Is it going to be anywhere from, like, similar to 1990s Captain America, where he steals two Volkswagen vehicles from people? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is something that I don't know if the writers did it on purpose or whatever, but that was just something to me. Or it's just like, Captain America has stolen two different German cars. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. That's a laying on on a little thick, I think. (laughs) I think the best part is watching Captain America the Winter Soldier Hearing Natasha ask, when did Captain America learn how to steal a car? And just imagining <laughs> Chris Evans flashing back to this 1990 Captain America movie. I, I didn't even think about that. And it's just him faking being sick, running up and punching somebody and then stealing their fucking car. That's a Roger Corman run, right? What? Is that Roger Corman? I don't remember. And I can. Do you want me to look it up real quick? Please do. Matt Salinger huh. was Captain America. Yeah, I know Roger Corman directed the 1994 Fantastic Four that never saw the light of day, unless you managed to get your hands on a bootleg copy, which I may or may not have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what can you do? I say nothing. <clears throat> uh, quick apropos before we move on. Apparently, in the Philippines, the Captain America movie was known as Blood Match. Blood Match! Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw that. I was like, why? <laughs> I'm just going to move to the next Doctor Strange news. Which okay. is that it is apparently being banned in Saudi Arabia because Disney will not cut 12 seconds of footage about America Chavez talking about her two moms. Wow. And nothing of value was lost. Yep. Yeah. I mean... Like, there's no punchline with that, I nope, think. No punchline at all. <laughs> just, Disney mm. just does you know, I don't know. I have some feelings about Disney doing their, you know, what what they're trying to do by throwing things in there, you know. I, I, I mean, that's the, it's character the character literally has yeah, two no, moms. Yeah, no, it is the character, but, yeah. you know, I, 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 I applaud them for sticking with their guns, but. Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, there's still an evil, faceless corporation bent on global domination through capitalism, but. At least they're not kowtowing to this particular brand of yuckiness, so her, it, it's very much just, it's very much just like, congrats on not being the worst human beings you could possibly yeah. be. Yeah, like, congrats on not being total shitheads? Artistic integrity, I suppose. Yeah. Haha, mm. <laughs> look at me, I'm the mascot of an evil or, um, oh! corporation. Boy, God, that joke that aged Simpsons well. that movie joke aged beautifully. <laughs> and terribly. And terribly. Hmm. <laughs> 
So that's but, the end of that punchline, I suppose. Yeah, as I say, there's I don't think there's a lot to really dive Up into next, there. Vampire movies are now having a hard time getting off the ground oh because Karen Kusama's Mina Harker movie has been cancelled, and Robert Eggers has expressed that his Nosferatu remake is not happening at the moment, Aww, following that, sad. the exiting of Harry Styles as the lead actor. I'm not gonna lie, this is the first I heard of there being a Mina Harker movie, and I'm actually a little bit disappointed by that. Well, I I've got good news. There are still a couple of Dracula-adjacent movies that are still happening. Renfield! In- Renfield is still on, with Nicolas Cage's Dracula! Hell yeah! I can't yeah. wait to watch that movie. That's gonna be amazing. Hell yeah! I want to suck your blood. <laughs> Why won't you let me suck your blood? I bid you welcome. Mm. <laughs> Hell yeah! And technically, there haven't been any updates on it, but we also haven't heard any cancellation regarding Chloe Zhao's Dracula movie, which was described to be a futuristic sci-fi western. What? Now. What? What? Now, I don't know how I feel about that, but I did very much like Nomadland, so (laughs) I'm willing to give this a shot because this sounds absolutely fucking bonkers. Notice how you didn't see Eternals. I was... I just didn't want to open that gate. I think Eternals was fine. It just needed another pass in the editing room is all. No, I think think Nomadland was a better movie. I think that she's more... Yeah, Her no, creative definitely. talents are better towards those kind of movies. Yeah, if you want to put best foot forward on Chloe Zhao, you do not suggest Eternals. Not because Eternals is a bad movie, but because it's just not her best work. Her, her, her be- yeah. uh, I think uh, Nomad Lannis is uh, still, you know, in my opinion, a good way to judge her. 100%. Her, it's a really good movie, and it's really well shot, really well edited, good lines. You know, uh, it was a well, well, it deserved the Oscar that it won. It really did. Yep. Okay. A little bit of minor news. Darkhawk was almost in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, according to James Gunn. Oh boy, Darkhawk, that's a pull. From like the, yeah, it what is. is that, the 70s, and yet, 80s? I. 90s, 90s actually, really? 1991. Okay. And yet, I still I know vaguely know who, who he is, unlike a certain character who will be coming up <laughs> later. <laughs> Darkhawk is a weird character who switches places with a alien robot body. It's a very 90s uh, concept. But okay, now yeah, he doesn't fair. switch places. He can transform into it. Only now there's a new one, I think, and the original is either dead or comatose or something. Because comics... Uh, I was going to say, like, okay, that sounds like a comic book type angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... It, 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 was just an, it was just a neat little thing, and it maybe he's the one showing up in the holiday special. Or maybe it's Cosmo, because <laughs> apparently... One of the rap gifts that James Gunn was showing off for production wrapping on that was a bunch of ornaments, one of which had what looks to be Cosmo on it. So maybe we're getting Cosmo's official introduction. Who knows? Where's Wanda? I don't think that counts as a debut because... (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I don't think that counts as a debut because he was technically in the first Guardians movie, but... (laughs) Who knows? Who's Cosmo? Cosmo the space dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, sent up into space, hit with radiation, became intelligent and psychic, and telepathed with a Russian accent. <laughs> yeah. Has a mutual enmity with Rocket Raccoon, because according to Rocket, talking animals give him the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I'm assuming product of the Cold War. Yeah. 
I mean, okay, does it sound I mean. like it's a product of the Cold War? <laughs> it it universe, did. I just wanted to I make assume. sure. That, I don't. Like, I think he. When, I don't even know when Cosmo first showed up in the comics. Whatever. Mm. Regardless, it's interesting. It doesn't really matter, I suppose. <laughs> so, is it time for the to the Sonyverse news? You know what? First, I want to cover the box office for this week. What's going and on? And I'm sticking with domestic because that's easier to find and easier to write down. Happy to report Fantastic Beast has already been de- been dethroned from the number one spot. Oh boy. It's it's only been two weeks? One week. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> it dropped to $14 million this weekend. Not only did the bad guys beat it at $24 million, but Sonic 2 managed to ache out ahead <laughs> of it at $15 million. Huh. I mean, it's not so fantastic anymore, huh? Nope. I don't, uh, think, I don't think the PR with Ezra Miller is helping the movie. Yeah, probably not. And the probably publicity not. with J.K. Rowling probably isn't helping. Oh, what happened? What happened yes. with J.K. Rowling recently? J- have you? I I don't think recently matters. Oh. I think it's just the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, I know about what, the last couple of like years. What happened yeah. with? Yeah, it's no. like what happened with J.K. Rowling. How much time do you? <laughs> exactly. It's like where do you want me to start? I guess we could start with wizards shitting themselves. That 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 is the uh, most absurd thing that I think she's ever said. No. I don't. Well, I mean, I guess if you talk strictly Harry Potter lore, yeah, in the realm of Harry Potter, that is by far. I think <laughs> that's the winner. <laughs> uh, and I feel like that's the thing that got the snowball rolling on all this stuff. But mm. yeah, I mean, the bad guy. I actually just saw the bad guys last night, and it was pretty good. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm. Awesome. I feel like if I didn't have a massive headache, I probably would have liked it a lot more. But oh well. <laughs> To be honest, I didn't even know that that was a movie that was out until you mentioned it. It's really good. Nice. It looks really good. Mm -hmm. I want to go see it. It's decently stylish. The animation's very good. The the actors are all on point. Rounding out the top five domestically for this weekend, The Northman made $12 million, which unfortunately isn't that great against its budget. And Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent made $7 million, which also isn't that great against its budget, apparently. Oh, what was its budget? That's an excellent question that I probably should have had an exact number for. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to find, though. Oh, absolutely. It has to be. You'd be surprised. Studios aren't reporting on it as much. Oh. $30 million, so... Okay. It would need to stay pretty consistent in its box office take, which... Yeah, who knows? Yeah, since it is a... Somehow a movie of Nick Cage making fun of Nick Cage is a niche film, but it's a niche film, so that might probably won't happen. Yeah, but we'll get to that later, I suppose. <laughs> so, CinemaCon is happening. Oh. And with that comes a bunch of announcements, of which I'm not going to list all of them because... Huh, but I am going to focus on the stuff that is relevant to my interest personally. Let's start with the one bit of good news Sony has given us, which is that... A sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife is confirmed. I never saw that. I need a. It I don't think there good. needs to be a sequel. <sighs> I, I'm tired of of movies getting you know infinite sequels. I mean, I mean it's so. On the one hand, Afterlife was absolutely amazing. Such a good movie, and especially the cat, like the new cast for that movie, all like the kids, like killed it. Like they were so much fun to watch. But that movie does not need a sequel. It doesn't need one, but I also don't think it. I also don't think it. It does. I also don't think one can't happen. Mm. I mean, oh, granted, I know they kind of set up some sequel bait at the end, but it was still kind of a thing of like this. 
Ugh. I don't know. I did like the movie a lot, so I am definitely willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. I just hope this isn't one of those things where it's like, okay, this movie did way better than we expected. Let's just throw money at a sequel to keep on rolling on. That, I, oh, I, hope it's not I mean, to an extent, deals. I'm sure it is. It, it but... is, because that's how mm-hmm. society works with gaming. But uh, oh, with That's movies. how franchise yeah. budgets work. Yeah. That's fair. Regardless, good for Ghostbusters fans, I guess. Yeah. If, if you haven't seen Afterlife, do you? I will like, watch it. Yeah, it's it, even if you're not a big Ghostbusters person, which I am not, Same. it was great. It was great, and it's honestly pretty easy to follow if you have no idea what's going on. So, yeah, great movie. So, now for the other thing that I'm really sick of talking about to an extent and kind of wish that we could take a break from it for one goddamn week, <laughs> Sony Marvel News! Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start off with some things that, weren't in, that were announced before CinemaCon. Across the Spider-Verse has been pushed back to June 2nd, 2023, instead of coming out in October like it was originally going to do. Funny enough, when I saw the bad guys last night, there was a trailer for it in front of it that still had the October 7th release date, and I just snapped my fingers and went, ha I doubt it. (laughs) We also have a release date for Madam Web, which is going to be July 7th, 2023, since it's just a month after Across the Spider-Verse, I would not be surprised if it ends up moving. I don't care anymore about Madam Web or any of this other crap. I don't know. Oh, I'm... well, then you're not going to like the rest of my news. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, instead of Across the Spider-Verse Part 2, they have confirmed that the sequel is going to be called Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, and it will be coming out March 29th, 2024. They have also confirmed that Venom 3 is officially in development. And, scraping the literal bottom of the comic book barrel, we are getting an El Muerto movie releasing January 12th, 2024. Literally Yeah, I'd like to point out, the last time Marvel or DC announced a character project that I wasn't familiar with at all was Guardians of the Galaxy, and that was before I went down the rabbit hole of being super into comics and superhero lore. So after that, I got really into it, which led to stuff like knowing about Combo Man or Bessie the Hellcow. I had no idea who El Muerto is. I had to Google it. And as far as I can tell, he's only been in a few comic issues. Not runs. Issues. <laughs> Wait, what is his so name? So he's literally El a side character. So they're going to pull a oh, cyborg. Worse. No, cyborg has, cyborg has actual years oh, no. of comic appearances behind him. Even worse, the fucking hmm. actor they got is, is Bad Bunny. Oh, are Bunny. you familiar? I was hell? not familiar. <laughs> you want to take this Bad one? Because Bunny. I have no idea. Isn't Bad Bunny a hip-hop artist? <laughs> oh, his name is actually Bad Bunny? What? Yeah. I no, thought you were joking. No, it, it, well, his name's Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio, but he's known by his Bad I Bunny. I mean, still. Yes. Oh God! Uh, yeah, he's a rapper. He's—I thought I, re- I recognized his name. Yeah, he's a freaking rapper. <laughs> uh, okay, I have to look this up because this is the first time I've heard of this fool. Uh, who is he? Let's see. He has done associative acts with nobody I've ever heard of. <laughs> Granted, it looks like he does a lot of like Latin. He does he's Latin, Latin trap and I've reggaeton. So rather I've read. Yeah. So me. So me being into me like being more into old school hip hop, those are understandably two genres I don't really dive into. Um, 
I'm sorry. I've never heard it. <laughs> I is, thought you were making a joke. This is the <laughs> most obscure character you could... The, 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 the Marvel website has three paragraphs, maybe, on him. That's Wait, really? the Marvel website or the Marvel wiki? <laughs> the oh Marvel website. He hasn't entered the Marvel website? I didn't realize. He does. He does. Uh, he does. It's so, like, it's literally two, two paragraphs, two and a half paragraphs. That's so, it. Uh, well, now I'm. I'm checking the Marvel wiki. Oh my god, you're right. He, he does have an entry. <laughs> Do we think we're gonna see a resurgence in the comics to line up with this, the runaway success, no. the inevitable runaway success of this movie? <laughs> so <laughs> who the hell? Aud- who the hell made? Who thought this was a good Sony. idea? <laughs> so on the marvel wiki there are apparently two different el muertos and if we're being generous of all the text between the two of them he has like six you maybe know, the several really funny thing is uh, when i was googling who this guy was this character there are two comics characters named el muerto with a wikipedia article and neither of them are the marvel one <laughs> <laughs> One is a DC Comics character, the other is an independent comics character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. We, I can't believe they. Oh, this should jumped, be fun. They have already jumped straight to Z list. I cannot believe like, it. I mean, so, like we can we, we can have like an absorbing man. Like, Sony doesn't like, have movie. absorbing we man. We can have like. No, he was an agent. Who does Sony have? Basically, anybody who first showed up in a Spider-Man comic. You could Molten do a Prowler Man. movie. Wait for... <laughs> yeah, I can you see could Prowler. do Silver oh, Sable, yeah. Yeah, Black that could Cat. Work. Any Hammerhead? of the any of the various Spider-Man spin-off people Man- like Anya Corazon, any of the Spider Women, Sp- Mayday Parker as Spider Girl, Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. Why the yeah, hell why are we not getting a Spider-Man 2099 movie? Except, I mean, I guess he's in Across the Spider-Verse, <laughs> but why are we getting that and not an actual 2099 movie where he crosses over with other live-action Spider characters, but we're getting goddamn El Muerto? What is this? So, so I have to say, in if you know... <clears throat> I would imagine that DC would have to mount some kind of response at some point. Uh, Booster Gold I movie win. Uh, <laughs> if we're just going for kind of like bottom of the rung characters. You shut your whore mouth. Really Booster Gold is a champion. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly, I, I can't even believe that they're jumping that this far That you would dare compare like, Booster is... Gold to El Muerto <laughs> makes me question the quality of our friendship. <laughs> What is wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> you know, Booster Gold's had actual headlining that, comic appearances, right? I know, I'm being an asshole. It's working. <laughs> well done. <laughs> all right. Are we all, are we done? Are we done dogpiling on Sony now? <laughs> I don't know. Are we? <laughs> I'm never done dogpiling on them. I I love Sony like classic. Like I like. I would love to take a week Sony, off from dogpiling on Sony, but they make it so easy. 
as I say, if we talk about if it's if it's in the general realm of video game stuff, I can lightly dogpile on Sony, but movies is definitely more so your thing. <laughs> no, like I'm a big nostalgia both for movies and for like uh, video games for Sony, but modern Sony in general is just uh, a mess. Yeah, they uh, yeah. they're a um. Oh yeah. boy. Okay, let's move on. Something else I have, <laughs> something else I have. What's the next bit? Very little faith in. The Super Mario Brothers movie has been delayed to April 7th, 2023. Yep. I I need Chris, I need the terribleness that is Chris it's Pratt a me, being Mario, Mario now. <laughs> I I really just want to know what I, that sounds I, like cuz cuz I have no faith oh yeah, in no. this movie being good. I really um, I really just want to see Charlie Day's Luigi. We got to rescue the princess, Mario. Like, <laughs> I'm glad I could do the Charlie Day impression now. <laughs> I, I I I can't wait for that. That I don't know. I I want to see the shit storm that is the Mario movie. Chris Pratt is apparently getting Fallout because he's not Italian. <laughs> he's cast as Mario. <laughs> They're like that's the biggest issue. Yeah, of that's all the, the reasons to be upset. That's every, where people draw the line. <laughs> apparently, everybody everybody like hates Chris Pratt. Not just because he's in every movie, but apparently, like I read an article that apparently like he's the worst Chris huh. in Hollywood, which I did. I don't know. I I. He seems like a I good mean, enough guy. I don't know. It's not necessarily yeah. a, a a low bar when his competition are Evans, Hemsworth, and Pine. They all seem like cool people. <laughs> uh, Chris Pine yeah. is kind of creepy. Is he with his? He, didn't he like he like texted that one girl about wanting to eat her and like went into huge like, That's like it weird. was like really cre- <laughs> It was a sexual thing about like. Him explaining why how he wanted to eat her so it was really weird. Chris Pine in a uh, oh my that it, it it it's it's weird. I have to Google this yeah. real quick. Pardon me. I'm gonna need some certification on that one, counselor. <laughs> I I remember I remember I remember it was like a um it was a thing that happened like it, it's just very weird. I don't know. I was either Chris Pine. I think it was Chris Pine. Chris Pine is Call Me By Your Name, right? Uh, I haven't seen that movie. It's a good movie. Uh, let's see. Call Me By Your Name. That was... Oh, never oh, mind. Army Hammer. My okay, fault. yeah. Army Hammer's an asshole. Oh, was Army Hammer, Hammer the one who said, yes, I want yes. to eat a girl? Uh, okay. No, he has say. all of this cannibalist like stuff he talks about, how he wants to eat women. He wanted to eat her, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to get into it. It's just it's, very, very, it's not very, very, very... Any more than we already have. It's very, 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 <laughs> very, very creepy. Uh, apologies, Chris, right. Pratt, Chris Pines. You sound like a pretty cool guy. You, you, you... <laughs> Chris Chris Pines is like listening to our <laughs> podcast and does the um, Chris Evans what the uh, shit? moment in um, Free Guys. Just like what the shit? <laughs> oh man! Moving away from the Hollywood Chris's, my last bit of news <laughs> is one that just got confirmed a little bit ago, which is that we're getting a sequel to the Batman. Oh boy! Isn't that? <sighs> Are we getting a trilogy? I don't know, we just know we're getting a second movie. Matt Reeves is back to direct, Robert Pattinson's back as Bruce Wayne. Heck yeah. Okay. Okay, so, before I give full judgment, I want to make sure, they did initially say it's like, we were not planning on a sequel, where this kind of a one-and-done No, thing, they never right? said that. 
Okay, never mind. Fair. That's fair, because the movie did still do well. Again, I don't really feel like it needs a sequel. It was going to get a sequel. They were trying to push um, Pattinson as the new um, trilogy. That's fair. I mean, I could I could spend all day just looking at the muscle car Batmobile. <laughs> but I don't think there needs to be a sequel to that movie, personally. There's going to probably be a couple. There definitely needs... I think there needs to be a more fantastical Gotham. And really, this is probably... This is probably the Batman setting that's best adapted to having a Robin in it. So if we can get a cinematic Robin that mm. doesn't suck, I'll be very happy. Now, which Robin? Like, uh, who, who are you, who are you wanting? You want you want Tim? You want um, okay? So Damien? my comic purist. I don't think Damien could work. Oh no, absolutely not, Damien. My comic purist mm. says Dick Grayson. But my, this is explicitly an alternate universe take, says Tim Drake, maybe Stephanie Brown, if you really want to. Because Dick Grayson, the, the problem is, with how, this trilo- with how this movie series is set up, I doubt you're going to have time to do all the Robins. So, it, it, like, honestly, in a Batman adaptation of, in a film series, unless you're releasing a Batman movie every two years, you're never going to have time to do all the Robins. So I feel like if you were going to do Dick Grayson, you're better off having him already being Nightwing. Mm. But since okay. that can't happen here, Tim Drake, maybe Stephanie Brown. The problem with Stephanie Brown, though, I guess, is her dad is the Clue Master, who is a Riddler knockoff. And you can't spend a whole movie doing a Riddler knockoff when you just did the Riddler. I mean, I think we know who they're going to have be the antagonist, and I really She's hate it. She's Bluebird, right? <laughs> what? Is she Blue Jay or whatever the hell? Spoiler. What's her code name? Harper Rowe is Wait. Bluebird. Hmm. Oh, her, her, her character's name is Spoiler. Name. Yeah, her name is Spoiler. Because okay, she was trying I thought to... you were saying... Okay. shouting Spoiler. <laughs> no. No, her name is the Spoiler, because she was trying to foil her dad's crimes. That's yeah. cute. <laughs> and then she became Robin, but That's... it was a big publicity stunt out of universe, and she's... The editorial's kind of up in the air on whether she counts as a Robin, but I'm pretty sure she counts. I think she was in the Robin's book, so... Mm. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. Moving on, any other news? That's all I got. What you got for gaming? Uh, just some releases. Uh, nothing super major this week. Hit me with it. So our big release, big releases, I would I would guess, are uh, Zombie Army Four is coming out for the Switch. I guess. Really. Yeah. Uh, okay. Weird, but okay. The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, which is I think a new Stanley Parable entirely, um, or it's a remaster that has more content. Stanley Parable obviously is like, you know, one of those fun adventure games that. It was a big internet phenomenon when it came out. Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt's coming out for PS5 and PC. Wow, they're still doing the Masquerade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's, yeah, it's a Battle Royale game. So it's, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Vampire Battle Royale. Yep. <laughs> Bug Snacks is officially getting, um, you know, coming out on Xbox and Switch after being a I think an Epic Game Store exclusive and PS uh, PS Five game. So popsicle. Uh, it's now. It, yeah, I think it was a timed exclusive. So we're finally getting it out on everything else now. Uh, it's a very cute game. 
very laid back, you know, it, it got really, really good reviews. Uh, I, I kind of watched my friend, you know, our mutual friend play it. Yeah, um, I've seen it. I've seen snippets here and there of, of him playing it. It's it's very cute. Yeah. It's a cute little game. Uh, I, I think I might pick it up, actually. Neat. We have Rogue Legacy 2 is getting official release finally, so it's finally out of early access. You know, Rogue Legacy was a big, you know, roguelike indie game from a couple of years ago. The sequel is finally coming out. Um, which means I'll finally play it because when I played it, when it was an early, early, early access, like a year and a half ago, it was very rough. So, you know, now I'm going to give it another shot now that it's officially coming out. So, you know, congratulations, Cellar Door Games for getting that, you know, for, for the launch of that game. Uh, Rogue Legacy is a great game. If anybody hasn't played it, check it out. <clears throat> a new Sherlock Holmes game is coming out for PS4. Oh boy. There's like, there's like 5 million of them, so... there really is like there's so many sherlock home games and then probably arguably the biggest release on this um on this you know this week is uh nintendo switch sports coming out on the 29th switch sports switch sports it should just be i'm sorry if i'm being pedantic i really hate that's called nintendo switch sports it should just be called switch sports it's it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. In my well, opinion. you can call it Switch Sports. I guarantee you, most people are going to call it yeah. Switch Sports. So, oh, absolutely. It's just, uh, just kind of one of those things where it's like that's what they came up with. Okay, I am very curious to see how it is, though. It's fun. <laughs> I play the beta. I think it's one of those things where, technically speaking, they have to slap Nintendo on there because Switch is broad enough that it could mean theoretically something else, whereas. You don't have to slap Nintendo Wii because what else is Wii Sports going to be? <laughs> Fair. I don't know. I guarantee you most people are going to call it Switch Sports anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh, it's, yeah. Uh, the only thing that I know is that they did an open beta that I was, uh, you know, I was able to play a little bit of. It was really fun. I think oh. the only game that they took out, you know, unfortunately, bowling is the casualty. Oh. Um, and they were going to replace bowling with something else. But, you know, a lot of the other. Wait, that was real? I thought that was a joke. <clears throat> I, is it? Is it a joke? What that they took out bowling? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that one tweet that I saw was a joke. I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where I have a hard time seeing Switch Switch bowling working well on the Switch. Um, but what? The, eh, you never know. What the hell am I? Don't Google this. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Don't Google I googled this? Switch Sports taking out Bowling. <laughs> I think I just saw. What the hell? <laughs> Nintendo walked right into porn while promoting Switch Sports. What is what? What is up with this world? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not splicing this in. Oh boy. What the hell? Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's very funny. Okay. <laughs> I, I I saw the article headline as you said. And um, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> ah, that's the internet, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the internet. Uh, I hate my life. Uh, those are the major releases this week. So it's kind of a... I mean, I, I, would, I would say that the Switch game is pretty big, but everything else is kind of, you know, not, nothing really new. It's, it's, you know, nothing super exciting other than, you know, we're getting a couple of re-releases and games are finally getting ported over that should have been ported over years ago, you know, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm looking at you, Bucks, next, but at least it's coming. I hate, I hate the Epic Games shit. Exclusivity is just not really, you know, good for anyone, but... Nope. In history this week, you know, Bomberman 
for the original Famicom, 32 years old. Oh, boy. This is a, 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 a flash from the past. Uh, uh, fractured Butthole is four years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good marketing, the fact that I giggle every time. <laughs> I, I still can't believe they were able to get away with Cause that. Because it's honestly. the Fractured um, Butthole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this doesn't really work in an audio-only format. Just <laughs> two, uh, that's two, part of the fun. Classic, <laughs> two classic NES titles, Gradius and River City Ransom, were released uh, this week on the Famicom. Mm. You know, back in the eighties, nice. respectively. The Game Gear both came out and was discontinued on the same week in history. Uh, no, not same week. Uh, it was. Launched in 1991, 31 years ago this week, and it was discontinued in 1997, 25 years ago. The Game Gear launched in 91? Yeah. I had no... I mean, working at a retro video game store, I kind of go, oh, gee, I wonder <laughs> why it failed. Maybe it's because if the screen's dead, you might as well use the console as a paperweight. Maybe it's that it yeah. needs six batteries. <laughs> yeah, and it only lasts and for, like... needs all of its... Uh, like, what, an go hour? Ahead. Like, it's like... Ugh. And if one of the capacitors is dead, all of the capacitors are dead. Not really, but you're better off just replacing them all anyway. It's just such a str- such a strange. I'm console. just saying, anything that needs more than four batteries is not a portable system. Greg, do you know about the Nomad? So I know about the Nomad. We had a. There was one time when someone traded it in a Sega Nomad, <laughs> and I was just sitting there testing it because it was the first time I ever had it. And one of my coworkers was like, "You've been on that for a while." And I just look at him and go, "I need people to stop me from buying this. I, this is like actually one of the most charming things I have ever messed it with." Is, it, it is very charming. <laughs> it's a very cool gimmick. Basically, it allows you to play your uh, Genesis cartridges on the go. I mean, yeah. only for like maybe thirty minutes before you know the system. Oh died. yeah, no. <laughs> I am very aware that the system is dog shit, but it's so no mad. More like you mad. It, it was a clever. It was a clever idea. I I, uh, I definitely give Sega that. More oh, yeah. important gaming, you know, gaming history news. Smash Bros. The first Smash Bros. is twenty three years old this week. Wow! Happy birthday! Yeah! Wow! Nineteen ninety nine. Take a vacation, so Sakurai. <laughs> Please. For real, dude. Or don't take a vacation and just continue being a smartass to everybody. That also. You don't need to take a vacation from being a smartass. Trust me, I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> this week is actually a very interesting week now that I'm looking at some of the games that came out. Game & Watch was launched uh, 42 years ago. The original Game & Watch oh, for 1980. Yeah. Wow. Mario Kart Wii and Nier were both released this week. <laughs> That's a combo. <laughs> There's a big discrepancy between those two, let me tell you. <laughs> Mario Kart 8 was launched this week. The birth of designer, director, and producer Yoshiaki Koizumi uh, happened 54 years ago. So happy birthday, Yoshizaki Koizumi. He was uh, he, he was an editor he, and producer for some of the Mario games. He also did Link's Awakening, Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask. Now he's an executive. That's impressive. So. Yeah, he- I remember us talking about that at work recently, because I guess we missed Zelda week by a week or something like that. Oh, really? So, yeah, so it was like, huh, I did not know about that. One of our, there's a person I work with who is really knowledgeable, like, RPG stuff, and also has one of the most insane game collections I've ever yeah. seen in my life. <laughs> um, so he kind of talked about it a little bit. It's like, oh, neat. Sorry. Sorry. Didn't mean to no, no, that. no. That's actually very interesting here, actually. So, <laughs> so a couple of last couple of games. These are all big ones, by the way. 
Grand Theft Auto 4 is 14 years uh, old. Jesus. Yeah, 2008. That's a, a long time ago. Earthworm Jim came out for the MS-DOS in 96 this week. What? And <laughs> the rarest game on the Sega Saturn came out 24 years ago today, uh, this week. Uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga. It is an RPG in the Panzer. Oh, the one for the yeah. Saturn? <laughs> yes, the one that's like $700. My God. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it is like one of the hardest to get Sega Saturn games. It is uh, very, very sought after as a collector's item. I think that, and then there's this one anime game. It's a Japanese uh, anime game where you play as a bunny girl, of course. Uh, it's a shmup. That game is like also up there. Like Those are the two highest, highly sought after uh, Sega Saturn games, so... I heard it's really good. I'll just never be able to play it because they can't afford it like Kuan, so. <laughs> I mean, I, I just want to also say that is really saying something in the realm of Sega Saturn because Sega Saturn and games for the most part are really fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah, because the Sega Saturn was like the shortest lived of the Sega consoles, so like. Yeah, it's, it, like that. <laughs> like, well, let's see what this is going for right now. What is, what? oh, Fuck! It went up. Holy yeah, crap. I'm actually so I'm I'm on price charting. Yeah, right what now, is it on so price charting? Tell up. me what it is on price charting because I, I don't. Price charting has it. It's... Oh, that is that is definitely not the correct one. There, there's there. Yeah, make sure it's Pandragoon Saga. So okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Pandragoon Saga. <laughs> The loose disc, at least according to price charting, is as near as makes no difference, $750. Uh, loose disc! <laughs> they have a complete with everything listed as a little over 1100 bucks. Yeah. One thing, to, one thing to mention real quick for people who've never heard of price charting, it is an aggregate site that takes averages. That being said, that's still a lot. <laughs> yes, it is. That is a lot. It is, it is, it is rather pricey. It was, it's gone up significantly yeah. since the last time I looked at it. Wow. No, when when you said it's a, an expensive and sought after game on the Sega Saturn, I'm like, well, that doesn't really mean anything. And I looked at it, I was like, oh, never yeah, mind. It, it is, it is <laughs> like I think it's that, and like, I think Ko's delivery. I, I, I uh, those are like the two biggest like games on. I, 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 I might not be. I, I think it's like Ko's special delivery. I don't, I don't actually know the name of it because I'm not super good with with sega uh saturn i just know panzer dragoon is a huge 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 game for the console and it's uh it's yeah it's like okay there's one game that is more expensive than that and it's daytona usa championship edition netlink version and that hell yeah yeah. (laughs) the the loose goes for about 1800 and the complete is 3300 new it's 5700 so Shoot, if that ever came into my work, that might be the thing that gets me to buy a Sega Saturn. Please don't do that. Please, please don't do that. <laughs> it's like, yes, I'm buying a Sega Saturn to get a game that is ten times the worth of the console. <laughs> Greg, that's okay, a terrible so, idea. Oh that's coming from the guy who owns Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch for the Sega CD, despite never owning and never intending to own a Sega CD. How this is the first I'm hearing about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. This. I have to look this up. What have I done? <laughs> I I know we have to move on, but I cannot let this one, slide. <laughs> one more thing, since I mentioned it, uh, Panzer Dragoon, the uh, cheapest that you're ever going to get it is the PAL version. It's it, it complete in box about six hundred. <laughs> There's a Marky Mark game for the Sega CD, and the game I'm thinking about is Ko's Flying Squadron. Okay. All right, today I learned. 
<laughs> Sorry, this has been a this has been a huge, huge, huge sidetrack, but you know. Oh no, absolutely. Just because. Well, it's one of those things where, I, it's a, there's a lot of major things to like come to existence in just one week, especially since be, with where I work, those are things that kind of get brought up on a semi regular basis. So it's fascinating to see that like a good portion of the things I regularly deal with. Just hey, this all came together in this one week by. Pretty much total coincidence. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a pretty crazy uh, week week for gaming history. But let's move let's move on. That's that's all I have for the gaming side. We took up a good chunk of this, so I think now we're going to Cage Week, right? Yeah, it is Nicholas Cage Week, which I think we're all a little bit better equipped to talk about than Sandra Bullock Week. Yes, yes. <laughs> just a tad. <laughs> Even though the funny thing is, looking at this man's filmography, I have barely seen anything with him in it. Yeah, I, yeah I, so... I haven't seen quite a bit of his, his movies. I love everything he's in that I've seen so far. Like, he's a great actor, but, like, I, I Mr. Nicolas Cage is nothing if he isn't, like, he has an impressive filmography. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the most fun things about him, and honestly, why the man is mean to all hell, is just the absolute, like, massive variety of stuff he's been in. Like, everything from weird shit to actually really serious stuff to like some very quality movies and everything in between someone actually um because there was an ama with him on reddit a few weeks ago and someone asked him it's like how do you feel about the fact that people meme you so much for all your movies and he's just like that's just a lot of people who appreciate what i do and it's like that's a good way yeah. of looking at it <laughs> way to go ghost rider yeah. that's a very positive way of looking at it <laughs> okay so how do we even start with nicholas cage <laughs> What do we want to start? He once played a skeleton-headed man who pissed fire. Okay, <laughs> okay. So let's start with uh, what is everyone's first Nicolas Cage experience? Let's start there. Gone in sixty seconds. Wow. Okay, that's a good one. To the surprise of absolutely nobody, <laughs> I um, don't actually remember. Mine is uh, actually National Treasure. That that mm. was I love that that movie. It, it it it's very like much a part of my um my my you know growing up. I've been a huge history fan forever, um and you know growing up in Virginia, but surrounded by history and all that. You know, National Treasure mm. that that film series is like very very important to me. You know, and my development. So you know, I'm I uh I I absolutely loved it that that movie growing up, and uh, I I I I. Uh, I it made me uh, really, really kind of like want to dig into Nicolas Cage's filmography, and from there, uh, oh boy, did I go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> well, so like I said, I started with Gone in sixty seconds, which I guess in the grand scheme of movies, even in the realm of car movies, it's a very, very middle of the road movie overall. I will say one of the things that it did kind of give me an appreciation for when it comes to movies, and also with cars, is it, in the cars side of things, gave me an impression for. Not just, because I believe the movie came out about the same time that Fast and Furious was really making waves. So, it was cool that this movie kind of focused on things but riced out tuner cars. But it was also kind of neat just kind of seeing how personable like a lot of people were getting with the cars and just with everything that was going on. It's this movie, especially since the movie tries to be serious, but also has a few moments of funny but still dumb stupidity like the opening of the movie is led with nicholas cage's younger brother and his partner trying to steal a car and he goes i need to get my tool and his partner goes 
that's that's not a tool that's a brick and he throws it into the glass pane of a porsche dealership and steals the car <laughs> there's a moment where as they're getting ready to do the big job which is like the main plot point of the movie to get hyped for it nicholas cage and all of his old car stealing buddies are just vibing out to the low rider <laughs> and so they're all just like kind of like listening to the low rider song just vibing out to it and all the young people like in the cast are just like what the hell are they doing and and but i guess in particular with nicholas cage like specifically because i could gush about gone in 60 seconds endlessly it is kind of one of those things where I don't feel like it's him being full Nicolas Cage, which is both kind of good and kind of bad. Um, I feel like he's just kind of like, okay, I'm just typecast as this somewhat quiet, slightly badass car thief and nothing more. But granted, he also had the opportunity to make out with Angelina Jolie, so... <laughs> yeah, good on I, him. Um, I just want to remind everybody <laughs> about the movie Jiu-Jitsu that he was in, which what? is where he fights an ancient race of aliens in a, in a, in a Hong Kong action movie with Tony Jaa. Oh. oh, I haven't seen that movie, but you reminded me of a completely different movie. I'm going to that... add this to the list for my... for I think my list is complete for my next three movies for movie night. Let's just say mm. that. Um, <laughs> I can't remember this what this movie was called. But what was the what was the movie where Nicolas Cage is like a scientist and the movie is basically about aliens create like destroying the world and the um Apple of Eden story? Knowing? Yes. Holy oh, shit, that you movie know what? is not I think film. that's my first <laughs> Nicolas Cage exposure. Is it I think that was it. <laughs> Because I never really watched, like, National Treasure or Sorcerer's Apprentice or anything that, like, would have been in my wheelhouse. I didn't watch Ghost Rider for the longest Mm. time until afterward. I I think it was knowing, come to think of it. And that movie is a train wreck. (laughs) That movie is a train wreck, and it is insane. I think that was also one of the first times that I realized that I am bad at watching movies. Because... It was specifically the scene where he get he gets stopped on the highway because there's, like, an oil tanker or something, and he's looking at his GPS, and he realizes that the other set of coordinates that he couldn't figure out, or other set of numbers that he couldn't figure out in addition to the date and death count, was longitude and latitude, and that he's at the site at the proper time, and he gets out of his car, and it's all set up for this oil tanker to explode, and then a fucking airplane just comes crashing down out of nowhere! <laughs> <laughs> that that scene was we'll say I, visceral visceral is a nice way of I busted out laughing at my friends who I was watching it with are just staring at me and I'm like it's, it, it was the perfect <laughs> setup for an oil tanker explosion and then just an airplane <laughs> <laughs> literally the movie pulled a Dave Chappelle gotcha bitch <laughs> oh, that, that movie was terrible ooh, was... thank you for reminding me that that existed <laughs> and that that was probably my first Nicolas Cage exposure because oh my god <laughs> That movie, that movie was terrible, but it um, it did not do good things What's to my e. psyche. Everyone also, else. The, <laughs> also, <sighs> the movie did kind of, kind of like piss me off a little bit when it like showed like among the death tolls and like all the other events was nine eleven. So it's like, so are you telling me that aliens did nine eleven? Is that the no? One it's aliens from this right predicted nine eleven. <laughs> if anything, okay. Speaking of which, he was in a movie called World Trade Center. 
Oh. <laughs> Did either of y'all see the 9-11 movie that Charlie Sheen was in called 9-11? I don't, th- I don't want to see a 9-11 movie in general. It, I don't care who's dude, in it. <laughs> dude, it is the most batshit insane movie I have ever seen in my life. Charlie Sheen just sits there in an elevator making jokes while 9-11 happens. <laughs> it's so weird! What the hell? It's so weird! <laughs> Jesus! Um, as I say, besides that, because the ones, the ones that come to mind are obviously... Um, unbearable weight, which we'll get into in a bit. Pig, Pig is so is good. So, oh, good. I haven't seen Pig yet. We're gonna make you it's watch so Pig. It's so good. Ah, uh, no, I am committing to the three I've added already because I would add that to my section. Pig and Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, he w- he's been Spider Man he w- and he's been Superman. <laughs> oh, that's another thing that they could have done instead of doing that stupid uh, El Muerto. They could have done Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, oh, honestly, right. yeah. And get Nicholas Cage. He killed it as Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, he killed it as Spider-Man. Don't Noir. even that animate it. They get live action. Mm-hmm. Just filmed in black and white and all gritty and what have you. That would be awesome. Yo, <laughs> you know, I still haven't seen the Color Out of Space despite owning it on disc. I just love Nicolas Cage, so... Oh, man, and how can we talk good recent Nicolas Cage movies and leave out Willy's Wonderland? Willy's Wonderland was one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Holy crap. I haven't seen that one still. It's some pretty damn good acting, considering he doesn't say a word. (laughs) It is one of the most fun movies you can ever watch. Uh, That... Mm. We watched it with uh, one of our mutual friends, and we were all nonstop dying of laughter the whole movie. It was that was something else. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. Prisoners of the Ghost Land was really good too. <laughs> that was that so, was also something else. That was also a really crazy movie. One movie of his I haven't seen, but I have watched a whole bunch of videos about, just because the the movie and its subject matter and all that are very much things that are in my personal wheelhouse is Lord of War. I Yeah, I've heard of it. I'm... For the clips I've seen, it's just great. The basic premise is that um, Nicolas Cage plays an international arms dealer. Mm. And it's basically the mo- and the movie just follows like his various say adventures of selling arms to some really terrible human beings while also evading Interpol and all. If I may because I have it added on the list, so hopefully you'll watch it at some point, but if they may spoil one thing that I personally think is funny, there is a scene where they set up Nicolas Cage sending, buying a bunch of, like, tanks and Russian attack helicopters and AK-47s to, um, to a different, um, warlord. And for one of the scenes, they have all of the tanks, like, laid out for the cameras to, like, um, shoot them in a line. There are two interesting factoids about this, from what I understand. One was that these tanks were actually owned by a different real-life arms dealer, <laughs> and he was getting ready to export them before the, the um, movie people were like, hey, can we shoot these for our movie real quick? Mm-hmm. And the other thing was that apparently they had the people who made the movie had to contact either the United Nations or NATO because satellite images were picking up all of these T-72 tanks lined up, and they had to say, this is for a movie, we're not invading a country right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's just nutty. That is... <laughs> yeah. Also nutty is the fact that we already have two Nick Cage movies on the movie night list since you added Lord of War and Jeff added Wind Talkers. <laughs> what is Wind Talkers? Wind uh, Talkers. What is Wind Talkers? I don't know. I just know Jeff added it. 
Oh, if Jeff okay. added it, it's going to be crazy. A 2002 American yeah. war film directed and co-produced by John Woo. I'm oh my! Okay, I'm starring. In, wait, interested. hold on. Starring Nicholas yeah. Cage, Adam Beach, Peter Stormare, Noah Emmerich, Mark Ruffalo, and Christian Slater. <laughs> oh my! This God. sounds like a good time. I love John Woo and everything that he does. So and uh, Jason Isaacs is in it. Oh wow! Oh my God, that is a movie. My God, that is a cast. God, man, I. Uh, mm, man, John Will, John Woo. I still haven't seen Face Off, by the way. I haven't either. I, I, I need to. Guess I'm adding it to the list. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this night, this discussion topic has just added like ten movies well, to our uh, respective okay. list. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm adding. I'm adding at this point. All three of these movies are related to Nick Cage in some way. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Face Off, Jiu Jitsu, and Paddington Two. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh I man. <laughs> Do we need to watch Paddington 1 first? No, no. I okay. I, I have not seen Paddington 1, and that movie still is... There's, you don't even need to watch it. All right. Paddington 2, okay. Paddington 2 is, is, I believe, one of the only movies to have an 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's, hmm. it's All right, perfect. that's impressive. It is. That's it, impressive, We'll yeah. talk about it more in a minute, but... Yeah. Um... Uh, fun fact about, you know, Je- Nicolas Cage while we're talking about it, you know, he also owns a production company, Saturn Films, that did Shadows of the Vampire, which is a really good 2000 horror movie starring John Malkovich and Willem Dafoe about the making of no- Nosferatu. As it, but basically it's, 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 if Nosferatu was a real movie, it was a, like about a real vampire and they used a real vampire to make his movie. It's really good. Huh. huh. It's like a shot for shot re- recreation of some scenes, like, but like Max Shrek is, is a vampire um he's actually a vampire instead of it just being an actor it's very 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 good it's really funny too yeah i I highly recommend it if you like willem dafoe he he plays his ass off in that one but yeah that's that's all i really wanted to add (laughs) all right should we get into the actual review probably sure all right short answer go see the unbearable way to massive talent it's very entertaining yes it's very fun it's very it's a good time. Okay, so back to the Paddington 2 thing. <laughs> uh, is this the spoiler part? Think, well, this does it count as a spoiler? <laughs> it's not it's 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 barely a spoiler. Um, yeah, I guess. So <laughs> this honestly it's one of my favorite bits about the movie is him talking with Pedro Pascal's character and asking him what his top 3 favorite movies are and his answers are Face Off, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And Paddington 2, and Nicolas Cage is just flabbergasted by the disconnect there. It's like, hey, walk me through this one. <laughs> and then they watch it, and he's like, it, it's really interesting. It's a masterpiece. It is. No, He sits no. down, watches I... it, he's crying by the end. Okay, I, wanna, I, I need to talk about this movie for a second, okay? That joke hit me so hard because it's so true. Okay, me and my friend, uh, uh, you know, we're bored one day, and we went to the theater... And we just were going to watch whatever we saw that, you know, hey, like, let's just watch something today. Okay. We, we ended up watching, you know, picking Paddington 2. And we're like, oh, this is going to be a shitty kids movie we can make fun of. No one's here. It's a Wednesday. It's like a Wednesday at like, you know, two in the afternoon. Let's just go watch this movie. We were ready to make fun of it. We're like, oh, neither of us have seen the first movie. I'm not even kidding you. I cried three or four times. And both of us were like absolutely flabbergasted. And I, I'm still to this day that is the best kids movie I have ever seen. Huh. It is an actually amazing masterpiece. It is. It, it should be in my top ten 
it's well directed. It has great humor. Uh, Tim Curry is a villain in that movie. Okay, it, I'm sold. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sold. Not only had is Tim Curry. Not only is Tim Curry a villain, he's a villain that's a um a a washed up actor, a theater actor. So oh. he has all these wacky costumes that he puts on to like perform. It's so good. It is so good. Paddington, uh, Paddington Two is legitimately a masterpiece, and that that joke just you know made me think about it. And, and I, even though I know it was played for laugh, it, it's it truly is a masterpiece. <laughs> okay, now the movie. Um, <laughs> sorry, the actual movie. I'm terrible. Wait, the movie. <laughs> um, I absolutely love. Uh, I mean, obviously Nick Cage. This is a love letter to Nick Cage. Uh, Nick Cage, obviously knocked it out of the park. But I was really, 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 really... I loved Pedro Pascal's performance in the movie. I thought oh, he was Oh, Pedro excellent. Pascal was the best part of yeah, the movie. Yeah, to me, he 100%. sold the whole movie. Their, their friendship, everything. Like, I, The acid scene is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, God. Cody, what did you think? I, You know, it's funny because I thought the movie was okay. Like, really? I had a lot of fun watching it. I just... I don't know. It feels a little too neatly wrapped up for me when all said and done. Hmm. I, just, I don't know. It's just, it, it kind of loses me near the end. I kind of, I, and this is probably a me thing, but I have a genuinely hard time telling if the genre confusion is endemic to the movie itself. Like, if that was just baked in from Go, or if that was something that was decided on later. Because there's just, like, obviously there's so much commentary on it. It's such a meta movie. But I'm not sure if it's like a, I don't know, I just, I don't know. It didn't, It. I guess it didn't hit me as much as it did you guys, but I still liked it quite a bit. I just enjoyed the meta humor, I enjoyed the performances, even the performances by the side characters, like the FBI agents and the, uh, uh, Pedro Mm -hmm. Pascal's cousin, the really, like, over-the-top Russian guy. You know what? Italian guy. I think... I think the CIA part is what I hated the most because yeah, it's just so the all of it is so fucking stupid. It's very, 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 very stupid. But I really, I don't know his name, but I really like the character actor that played the guy. Um, he, he's he's in a lot of movies. He's like a lot of like Adult Swim stuff. So like, I I just I I recognized his face, and you know, I, I don't know. I thought he was pretty funny. It's stupid. So. So the the um, Ike Barinholtz. the whole C- <laughs> wait what was his Ike name Barinholtz. yeah he's oh, okay. in a lot of Adult Swim productions. So my thing with it is that with the CIA bit because that was also one of my like my um, least favorite parts of it. It was one of those things where this is not great, but I also get why this is here, especially since they do spend a good bit of the movie just kind of commentating on the movie because it's not just them talking about the movie it's it is like you said cody a commentary not just on like what goes into acting and stardom and all that but also like movie making and stuff like that because they reference the movie as being like what was it again like a adult drama something or other yeah. that has a hook for the general audience the whole cia bit was definitely the hook for the general it reeks audience a hook for the as- general audience and it's not even like it's not even especially well done it feels... Well, I, I think that was on purpose. Yeah, but it's still, like, it, it brings up that argument of, 
if you're if you're doing something badly, even if you point it out, you're still doing something badly. Yeah, yeah. it was it was one of those things where it's like I can see why they're doing this, and it does make sense that it is obviously part of the commentary, but it's still not great. It's kind of like a um, oh god, what was the um, what was the name of the movie that? The one like zombie movie in the in the like country town that we were looking forward to and was immediately oh, the dead don't die. I hated that. The dead don't die. Yeah, it's kind of like that. How the dead don't die is a general commentary on a lot of things, and it's one of those things. Was like, I get what you're trying to do, but it's still bad. So the message falls a little bit. You know flat. what? I think if I could make one minor change to this movie, mm-hmm. I would not include the bit where it suddenly transitions like the actors all change. Like, I would still have it be... That was very jarring. I I think the thing is, I would still have it be this entire thing was a movie that Nick and Javi were making based on their experiences. But I would have it be... Like, the, the mom would still be played by the mom, and have it be the entire movie up to this point was the movie, specifically because that would make it easier to swallow the sheer fucking incompetence of these CIA people. But because, because most of the movie is not a movie within a movie, that's... We're supposed to run with everything happened as it did up until the point when the actors switch. At the very end. Yeah. I I honestly did not even... I, maybe it's because I was just, like, out of it, but, like, I didn't actually notice the actors change. They swapped the mom out for Demi Moore! I did not notice, I'm gonna be completely no. honest, until the line was said, oh yeah, how'd you get Demi Moore for this? I was like, oh. Oh. I didn't even realize They were in a completely different location at one point. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't notice it at all. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I what didn't. the fuck? <laughs> the um, only thing I noticed was the daughter because you know, like, no, the daughter was I mean, obvious. That was the, so the thing is, is that I noticed when the it transitioned into the different things. Like, wait, why did the lighting change? Wait, what the fuck happened to the daughter? Wait, why are they all surrounded by Chevy Tahoe's? <laughs> and then it's like, what is going on? And then it goes to the to the movie to the, like the actual theater, like. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> that was the only part of the movie that made me go. It's like I, it's like movie that's good, but I, I it kind of bugs me. Yeah, a little I feel bit. like that's one of those things uh, where if you hadn't done that, the rest of the movie would be stronger for it. Hmm. Um. I guess the only other like kind of minor things that I had to bring up, or at least that kind of hit me as I was watching it, was there was actually one particular moment in the movie that. It's one of the few times where I felt like the trailer for the movie, it was funnier in the trailer than it was in the actual movie. It's the scene where they're in, like, um, the the homage room to Nicolas Cage, and they're, they're looking at the wax statue of Nicolas Cage with the golden guns. Yeah. In the trailer, they just go, that's grotesque. I'll give you $20,000 for it. <laughs> Which is a lot funnier than just like just the continual talking about it and and asking how much people paid for it. It's like, ugh, that's not as funny somehow. Uh, yeah. And then it was a trailer moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. The movie is just—it's a bizarre movie. It's made for. It really... It's made like it's. I've literally never seen a movie like this. 
No, no, it's definitely, it's definitely not, it's atypical, to be sure. I think if I had one more nitpicky thing about it, and this, this I acknowledge is 100% a me problem, it's kind of weird to me to be seeing, in this movie, Nick Cage's himself, and then you've got, like, Neil Patrick Harris and Pedro Pascal in this, but they're not Neil Patrick Harris and Pedro Pascal. It's like, okay, Nick Cage is himself, and everybody else who I recognize is somebody else. So It's not a problem, apparent. it's just like, my brain was just like, this is... So, is, is Neil Patrick Harris his agent? No. Neil, okay, Neil Patrick Harris is playing his agent. Okay. I can't be sure. I'm fairly sure Neil Patrick Harris is not Nicolas Cage's agent. Yeah. No, but that would be something. That would be bizarre. <laughs> that would be very bizarre. Um, but I did really like this. Like, I like how well Nick Cage sells being conflicted in his loyalties. I do think it's funny that it turns out, oh, he, he was right, technically, uh, about the whole situation. Uh, just everything with him trying to interface with his family is like, this feels weirdly relatable. I wasn't there. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just going to, I was just saying the, um, the, the best part of the movie for me was Pedro Pascal. I think this is one of the better oh, roles he's, he's, I've seen him in just as like a, like a fun character. He, this is a really fun character that he played. And I really, really liked his performance. He he sold it. It was both relatable and fun. You know, it it was over the. It was a little over the top. And you know, I mean, it, I don't know. I felt like they were genuinely like bonding. Like I, the, the the bond felt real. Yeah. And it sold it to me that they were friends. You know, and you can't I, watch Paddington two together and not come out with a changed relationship. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I I can agree with that. Trust me. Uh, Paddington two is. Uh, Oh god, that's a movie. I'm gonna I'm I'm definitely adding it to the list, but also not only did this give me a bunch of movies to check out based on discussions had in the movie, but it's mm-hmm. also really gratifying when you hear two people in a movie talk about a movie that I don't want to call it obscure, but when they were talking about the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, I was like, I've seen that. I've seen this movie. <laughs> you have? I have seen this really? movie. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen Cabinet of Caligari, but I want to. There was a point when the Criterion Channel had a whole thing on German Expressionism, and I started watching some of those, and one of them was Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. That is the German Expressionist film. Yeah, no, so, I like, watched like, it. I think I liked it. <laughs> I need to watch it. I need to watch it. It's very iconic for its angles and, you know, the set designs and, uh, like, h- how you don't know if it's a dream or not a dream because of how the way the, the, the thing is shot. I don't know. I, 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 I've actually personally been wanting to watch Caligari, so... Um, maybe I'll give it a shot soon. Yeah. That was, so, kind of with that, that was kind of the one unfortunate thing for me with the movie. It's, because it's, this is not at all the movie's fault, but it's just a reminder of, I need to watch a wider berth of movies. There were, def- it's definitely, like, has a lot of, like, movie jokes and movie nerd jokes. I actually, when I went to see it, and it was in a relatively empty theater, there was a couple in front of me that they were having a very good time at a lot of the like movie jokes and it was a husband and the wife and the hu- and they were both kind of like oh i get that joke oh i get that joke and it's like ah i'm actually upset because i haven't watched that many movies in the grand scheme of things so i know there's a lot of jokes here that i'm really missing and that kind of sucks i got to find time <laughs> to do more criterion watch parties yes yes let's hmm. do it let's do it cody i'm always you know i'm i'm available <laughs> 
I, I like I like watching stuff on Criterion. It's fun. I like uh, it makes I like me watching, feel classy. Yeah, I like watching yes. obscure French films from the seventies with you. Yeah, peppermint soda was a good time. <laughs> that was that was a good time. Peppermint soda um, was a real good time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's about all I have to say about the movie. I'll let you guys. Um. I mean, that's that's all I really have to add. Uh, like I said, I absolutely adored it. Also, also the whole thing of like my last thing because it caught me very off guard. Nicholas Cage making out and lightly sexually assaulting Nicholas Cage. That uh... <laughs> I don't think that was sexual assault. I think it was consensual. It was very narcissistic, oh. but it was consensual. It was extremely narcissistic, if nothing else. <laughs> but it was kind of a thing of like I just saw them like you know what I did not have that on my 2022 bingo card. I'm gonna be <laughs> Nicholas <real. laughs> Cage making out with Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> that was like no. That is like. <laughs> Can I tell you guys that when was... I went to the restroom? Because it's it's kind of like a oh huge... no. I went I I the I went to the restroom when the CIA stuff started. So I came back and they were just <laughs> doing the mission. I was like, oh okay. <laughs> what have I missed? <laughs> I'm like, okay. what, I mean, what, obviously what, I picked it to piece it together, but like I, that was the exact moment I came back. I, they were like, they were, he was like, um, getting into that room to play security, like. Mm-hmm. I, it was it was strange, uh, but that that was my one bathroom break where I missed like two minutes of important dialogue. I guess. Ugh. Action. Yeah. <laughs> no, that whole bit that was that was kind of the one bit where we could go. Okay, what the shit movie? <laughs> so I am a little disappointed else? there were no Ghost Rider references, as far as I could see. Yeah, I initially thought that the the imaginary friend Nicolas Cage was supposed to be that, but it's like, oh no, that's that's not no. all it. Um, apparently, and I missed this, I actually only found this out later on Reddit, apparently they actually did credit imaginary friend Nicolas Cage with Nicolas Cage's birth name. Huh. Oh, so Nicolas like, Cope. Oh, that's kind of... That's cool. Yeah, apparently the whole the whole bit of it is that, that the imaginary friend is Nicolas Cage's younger self, just oh. trying to kind of get him back into that, to like how he was then as an actor. That's that's interesting, and you know, uh, yeah, that's actually interesting. They credited as Nicholas Coppola. That's really cool. He was maybe a little underutilized yeah. for what he was. Yeah, just a tad. But yeah, I don't know that. I I absolutely adore it. I'm a, I am ashamed that this is considered such a niche movie because I do feel like this is a movie that would. I feel like it would kind of resonate with a lot of people. See, on the one just hand, be- yeah, but on the other hand, it's also. Not only is it you kind of have to be a big Nicolas Cage fan in order to really appreciate the movie, but you also really have to be up for a very in-your-face meta-narrative about movies and the movie-making process and trying to decide on a movie. It, it, I'm not surprised that it's... I'm not surprised that it's as niche as it is. Fair. But I do, I do hope it manages to make some money because... Who boy. I had a re- despite despite nitpicking some of it, I do really like it. I had a good time watching it's... it. I can't wait to watch it again. I'll get it on disc. <laughs> I'm going on a date uh, on it's... to watch it, so. Oh, congrats. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um regardless, yeah, fun movie. I don't want to kill you. You're the last person I want to kill. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Def- definitely a good movie. Definitely a good time. 
I will say if they ever make a steelbook of this movie, this is one. This is a movie on the very small list of movies I want to have a steelbook for. I, I will definitely say that much. Can't believe they made Fruit Loops as menacing as they did. For real, <laughs> I'm not going to give any context. Just not yet. That no, was, uh, that was a scene. No context. That was a scene and a half. Not, not, not no context. Just that Fruit Loops are intimidating. Yeah. That toucan doesn't fuck around, man. <laughs> Toucan. You don't want to mess with Toucan Sam. <laughs> well, okay. Anything else? No, I think that about wraps it up. And since we're not discussing Moon Knight because it would just be me, uh, I'm sorry. I've had a week. It's, it's fine. Been, it's been a pretty it's crazy fu- week. Let us know in the comments <laughs> if you want us to double episode Moon Knight four and five. I think next we week. just might as well should. But yeah, I guess. Yeah. Just make an extra long catch-up episode. It'll only be like two episodes. It's not bad. Makes sense. Um, you know what? What comes out next week? What does come out next week? You gotta pick another movie to watch. Yeah, we gotta figure this out. Because uh, the week after is uh, is Doctor Strange, so... So I guess next week... Memory, maybe? I don't know. Memory, we'll fi- we'll figure Neeson. it out. If it's any... I, I just want to watch another crazy Liam Neeson movie. Like... like uh, the, my favorite movie that he's ever done is one where he drives a snowplow around killing people. Oh, what was that one? Uh, what? Cold, 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 cold what? Pursuit. Cold Pursuit. Oh, that's, that's right. The one. Jesus oh. Christ. Oh, I've got a, I'm name. upset I never got to see okay, that. Okay, actually, I'm taking out Jiu-Jitsu for Cold Pursuit. <laughs> oh, boy. Cold Pursuit is a good time. I, I genuinely... It's one of the most bizarre movies I've ever seen. How gory is it? Is it particularly gory? Because one of the members of our, of our collective does not it's do It's not gory. actually that gory. Neat. Okay. Cool. I don't right. think it is. It... <sighs> no, it's just bizarre. <laughs> cool. All right. Tune in next week for I don't know, maybe memory. I guess <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll do it live. Yeah. We'll do it live. Thanks okay. for listening, everybody. Make sure yeah. to like, comment, like, subscribe, comment, subscribe, follow on Spoofy. Whatever <laughs> you want to do on Spotify. On Spotify, that's not some other like audio program. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's I probably not a place should stop get... calling it Spoofy on this, huh? It's. It's not a place <laughs> where you can go get a uh, 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 stems of Kanye West uh, music or stems oh, of Jay Z music. Oh, sweet Jesus! <laughs> uh, I just want to take a minute. I just want to take a minute and thank everybody for listening to the podcast, and you know, give us your feedback about what we can do. You know, if you guys want any segments, I don't know. I, I don't know. Just you know, thank you for watching this this far, and thank you for you know being a part of the journey. Yeah. 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 And Until just think week, in two weeks you get to hear us geek out about a Marvel movie, so that'll be yeah. fun. Oh my god. Oh That's boy. going to be a long podcast. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, it will. All oh right. Yep. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.